Here we go. What's up, guys? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles, here in our my, my accountability chat every single Monday, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard. I am a reseller. I sell on Poshmark and eBay and other various different sites. I also have a, a background in mathematics and analytics, so I have dashboards for the reseller, and this channel is to help resellers meet their true potential using your data to empower, and I show you your numbers and how to use them but I don't know how much numbers we're gonna to talk today. If we get into it, we will, but this is um, just a weekly chat that I like to have with resellers. It is open to anybody who would like to come on. Sometimes I ask people um, that I've been chatting with if they wanna come on, and sometimes, you oftentimes people are like, hey, can I come on? So it is an accountability. We talk about what we did last week and then we go into what we are doing next week. If you don't want to watch us, this is also a recording on my podcast as well. So you can check it out on the podcast and kind of just listen in the background if you don't want to see my lovely face. I did comb my hair today though. So good. <laughs> that doesn't always happen. It didn't happen until about five minutes ago. Um, so let's, as we wait for people to come on, if you guys get on the chat as well, this is as much for everyone in the chat as it is for people on the call as well. So definitely feel free to introduce yourself, tell us who you are. Um, so far, I know everybody in the chat, but for everyone else who's not joining, let us know who you are, how you got into reselling. Um, and then we'll start with the panel. So we'll start, Melissa, it's backward. Wait, there we go. <laughs> Well, well let's, I'm we'll start with you and go around. Yeah, if you want to just introduce yourself, um, part-time, full-time reseller and anything else you want us to know. Well, I'm Melissa and I'm a full-time reseller. I've been doing it for about three years and I started to do it so I could leave the job I had at the time being a medical biller, which I hated that job. It was a good company, but I hated the job itself. And so eventually I was able to quit my job and my husband got a promotion. So I made me way easier. And then here I am. <laughs> so you are doing like, this is your sole income. That's how I've decided to say a full-time or part-time reseller. Cause I feel like everyone spends full-time hours doing it like yeah. is this your only income <laughs> well i mean yeah i mean i but i have youtube and i have other things now too but okay. yeah right. reseller is all of it it's all related to each other and what platforms do you sell on um i sell on a poshmark ebay macari kind of and thread up and we are going to for all of you who do not know melissa um we are going to get down and dirty with some thread up <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do it. Yes, we are going to. There, I was planning on anyway, and then there's been some drama that's been happening, um, and things are changing on all the platforms. So I'm definitely going to be asking thread up questions. Um, and then Leslie and Brittany, I don't know if you guys are on thread up as well. You guys can. I'm here to learn. <laughs> yeah, I have my notes. I'm here to take them. All right, Leslie. Um, if you guys don't know Leslie, then you're like living under a rock. <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, this is Leslie, a reseller's passion, and I just want to say congratulations to her. She just got monetized on YouTube. Um, so head on over, and all three of them do have YouTube channels. Um, so head on over to their YouTube channels. Leslie, I will let you introduce yourself. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I am Leslie Tucker, better known as a reseller's passion. And the reason that I'm a reseller's passion, because I talk about all things that bring me joy and passion in my life. So never be surprised when you come to my channel and you see lifestyle cooking, baking and all that good stuff and then more motivation and empowering. I am not a full time reseller. I am a full time entrepreneur and reselling is just a portion of that. Um, 
I'm moving forward to all things that will grow financially, you know, grow my mind, grow my spirit for me to empower other people. And I sell on Poshmark. Let's see. I do, I do sell on a lot of platforms. So let me see. I sell on Poshmark, Macari, Depop. I have two Etsy stores, a vintage and a handmade store. And I have two Shopify stores. And I don't want to scare you off with all the other stuff that I do. So. <laughs> As if that's not enough. <laughs> you know, and um, I'm married to um, this wonderful guy, Thomas, who, who is Pasha Dude X on the Poshmark app and Macari and a former eBay seller and Amazon seller. And together we have 10 children. I birthed five of those. And I'm so happy to be here. Wonder Woman. You, you are a Wonder Woman. <laughs> all, I are. Know. all the women, all the women, we all have superpowers. Leslie is truly amazing. I'm going to check in with the chat really quick and then we will get to Brittany. Um, so we have Daniela. If you guys are not Daniela, Daniela is here. What's up, everybody? Uh, Mr. Styles, I'm sure you can guess. Who that yeah, is? My husband pops on as long as the kids let him. Tori, what's up? Really Girl Styles is here. Love her channel. She is doing um Vlogtober, Vlogtober. So a mm. new video every yeah. single day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Head over to her channel when this is over. She's had some really good videos this um week. Glow Girl Glow, Nikki is saying I went to school for medical billing and coding. Mm -hmm. Um that makes sense now. I, I follow, uh, she's been on the channel um, and I follow her on Instagram. That makes a little bit of sense. Super women here. Duncan is saying, and I'm going to say, oh no, all girls show I am hiding. Duncan, I'm going to call you out. I have tried to have you on my channel and you say you don't like to be live. So if you're not going to come, you can't see anything. I do think next week I have a male coming on. Um, I find it hard. I'm more in the Poshmark community than eBay so much. I'm slowly getting into eBay and it's, there's not as many men. Um, so I'm not biased. I have anyone who wants to come on my channel. It's just not usually as many men. So uh, Brittany. Ultimate seller, which is Chris from Daily Refinement. You can't get any better than that, right? I know, he's enough. He's like the one guy I have on for the month and it's like enough. He's your joking guy. <laughs> Oh, just kidding. I'm sure Chris doesn't watch my all my shows, but if he does, we love you, Chris. Um, lots of amazing content he's provided. Brittany, what's up? If you guys don't know Brittany, I was on, we interviewed, yes, well, we interviewed a couple days ago. Uh, her video was yesterday uh, where we chatted far too long, and I feel like we probably could have gone on. Way longer, way longer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is Brittany. Definitely, she has a great YouTube channel. Um, introduce yourself. Brittany, let us know who you are. Okay. Hey guys, my name is Brittany, spelled with an I at the end. I know it kind of gets a little tricky. I don't really advertise it very much, um, but my YouTube channel is Essential Endeavors and that is the only place you can find me. I do not have any typical social media, so I don't have Instagram. I don't have Twitter. I don't have Facebook. I don't have any of that. That's a long story, just a personal choice, but you can find me on YouTube. Um, I am a part-time reseller, part-time YouTuber. So I'm spending about a 20-20 split between reselling and YouTube because YouTube has been a dream for me for like over a decade. I've always wanted to do it. Didn't know. I was like, nobody's ever going to want to listen to me. Like, who am I? Am I special? Um, and then, you know, the pandemic happened and I decided to give it a go and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's like a 
good like creative outlet, like a passion project for me. And um, I actually hit 1,000 subscribers yesterday. Yay, and yay, I hit my showers this morning too. So I just applied for monetization. <laughs> oh my God, how exciting So I'm like super, today's been like a whirlwind of like all the things that I've had to do, but um, yeah, so I do, I'm all over the place. I'm not good at live. So if you go to my channel, I, I'm not a big live person because I'm like like ADD, like all over the place. So I have like heavily edited videos, but I think it has like a good unique style and it's me. So um, I also, I do like tips and tricks and tutorials. And then of course, like the bread and butter type of reseller content, like the what solds and the, and the thrift hauls. And I'm gonna try and get into thrift with me's, but it is so weird filming out in public. I don't know if you guys have tried. It's weird. <laughs> Felt weird every time. I've never like showed it to the world. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I yeah, thought, I, sorry. <laughs> oh no, I was just saying I thought about it, but I didn't know how like I couldn't figure out how to do it. I've watched a couple of them and I'm like in the background, I can like, I don't know, like trying to thrift and not get other people because I'm like, well, I don't want other people in, in the video. And then some stores might not let you. Mm -hmm. And then I won't be able to actually thrift because I, I don't know. It seems chaotic. So Brittany, when you learn, you <laughs> let me know all the tips. Too. Yeah. So I, um, I try, but I'm like, my phone is like all over the place because mm -hmm. I, I don't want to like get people's faces in it. Cause I know like I've heard like that's illegal. <laughs> like you have to get permission from people. So if I like get somebody's face in it, I would want to try and blur it. Um, but when I went, I, I did, I went to the Goodwill bins recently. And then as soon as I went in, I just like asked the employees if it would be okay if I filmed for my YouTube channel, they're like, yeah, that's fine. Like as long as you have it like kind of pointed down on what you're doing to not get other people in it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. We'll you need to get like I feel like they the people who do probably have one of those. Yeah, right. Because I, I was trying one, to figure out have the head thing. And I'm like I can't wear that in public. <laughs> can't do that. I need a hat to go over it or something. I had I thought of on my shirt like looking down, which is weird too. But yeah. I thought about having my husband like come, but then also like we have kids and it's COVID and no one will watch them. So that's out. But he is like the worst Instagram photo taker ever. Like any photo that you see that's not like posed with my tripod is for my five-year-old because my husband is awful. Like I will ask him to take a picture and he does it. And I'm like, okay, like that's come in here. And like, I get it. I love that your five-year-old is better than your husband. I, I love it too. For sure. She's on it. All right. So let's get started um i already wrote down a couple questions so we'll get to our um accountability stuff in a minute but i do i quickly want to talk about so everyone sells on multiple platforms um and i want to talk a little bit about how you manage that i know there's lots of like cross-listing software and if you guys use that or how you kind of track and manage Brittany, i know that you um track and like you have a spreadsheet that's how we've connected um you have a spreadsheet to kind of track everything as well so if you have any tips because i feel like to be a reseller nowadays, you have to be on multiple platforms. You don't have to. Some people are doing it without, but most people, you kind of have to be on multiple platforms. So any tips that you guys have on being on multiple platforms, I guess. I guess for me, having the um, cross-listing software, whichever one you go with, mm -hmm. to me, that has been so like such a time saver. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I have Vindu um, and I have cross-listed to eBay, Poshmark and Mercari. And I initially did it manually, but that it was just taking up too much time. Like I just, it, it, it's repetitive. It's not needed. It's not essential. 
kind of a pun off of my channel name. I try to stick to the essentials, trying, I'm like on a life pursuit of minimalism and essentialism. So I'm just trying to harness that in every avenue of my life. Mm -hmm. So Vindu was like helping me to save on time basically. Um, but for me, I've learned like processing is so important because there's just audiences that only stay on those certain platforms. Like there's just people that will only stay on eBay. They will never try out Mercari or Poshmark. And the same thing with like Poshmark. Like there's a lot of people that are into fashion and the way an item looks versus then a brand and they're only on Poshmark. And the Mercari is like a hodgepodge of both of them. And they're slowly coming up to, and they're really doing a good job of marketing themselves. Like I've seen a big surge in sales over there and within the past few months. So, yeah, I'm not on Macari, but I definitely agree. I use that's a lie. In the past, I've used this perfectly. Right now, I have no time for like anything. So, I actually have a lister and she does it all. <laughs> I've upped how much I pay and I pay her to do it because even the cross, I mean, cross listing software list perfectly was helping, but I still don't even have time for that. I'm remote learning three kids and doing this. Um, but it's definitely helpful to have it. And I liked, I don't know if Vendu does this, but you, um, it manages it all for you. So if something sells, it takes it like it's a management inventory management system too, if you can have it all in there. Um, and then you can export a CSV file. So then you have all of your data and you don't have to like track and manage and spreadsheets and stuff. You can just populate it. Um, so that's what I liked about list perfectly. Leslie, whether you're on lots of platforms, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm on lots of platforms. Well, I just took the plunge because I'm similar to Brittany. I like to have the least amount of stuff and I'm really big on my money. For some people, it's like, you know, like Sarah has a lister. For me, that wouldn't be something I would think about. So every person is different. So mm -hmm. I just took the plunge in September for List Perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, I'm going to give you a month. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You know, you have to. I know. The reason mm -hmm. that I say that is sometimes um, in anyone or any community, they see what other people are doing. So when you start mm -hmm. talking about List Perfectly and Vendu or any type of business, the first thought they have, even if they're not making sales or they're not successful and they're struggling, they think that they need that thing. Mm -hmm. So my, just me living my life is an example to take your time and do what's needed for you. Right. Uh, if I had children that were little, I probably would be doing something different, but I've gotten to this process after four and a half years. It's almost mm -hmm. five years that I've been reselling. I just bought a Rolo from birth <laughs> money that was given to me. Yeah. I didn't use my money. And then list perfectly. I said, I'm going to give you a month and see if it will benefit my business. And it paid for itself in two days. So I said, okay, I got you. So, <laughs> I'm, so now here I am into my second month. Um, I had many sales today, this weekend, mm -hmm. and that was because I cross-listed. Mm -hmm. And the, the serious part of that is I actually just started listing on eBay again. Um, oh, really? eBay for a year. And I tell people don't understand eBay was the platform that brought me home. So I'm very familiar with eBay. I made a lot of money with eBay, but it gave me a headache and I was tired of fees and everything. Coming back, they're giving stuff away to you. Now. <laughs> like, you want some listings here? I don't want a store though. I just want to like list some things and I opened it up and they said, oh, you have a um, 50,000 free listings. I'll take it. I'm good. Yeah, they started that. Well, it's smart because I was hardly on eBay um, pre-COVID and then COVID happened. And I was like, well, I have nothing to list because I like don't do death piles and that who would have known there was a pandemic coming like that business decision for that. But so I cross, you know, I, I cross listed over to eBay because they had 50,000 free listings. And yeah. so many people have done it um, for sure. So Melissa, you were on multiple platforms, so I ended up being one as well. That's, I mean, you can't cross list there, right? Because no. that's not 
that. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, but what do you, any tips that you have for people that are trying to branch out and do multiple platforms? Um, I don't really have anything additional, but um, don't be afraid of it. So I was afraid to do it for a very long time and I didn't do it for probably a good year. And then I decided to go and try to put things on eBay and things have sold there. And I go up and down with eBay. We will have a very love hate relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, Liz, like you guys were saying that at the same time, it's a love hate relationship. Yeah, me. pretty much. Yeah. So I try with eBay and then sometimes eBay does well and then eBay doesn't. And I'm like, why eBay? Why? <laughs> exactly. I feel like it's like that with all the platforms. My two cents for it is in when pandemic happened, I was like, I'm going to list on everywhere. And then it got to be even with, I was doing list perfectly at that point, even with that, it was still really overwhelming because each platform has its little thing that makes it tick. And so I, I, I personally was spread too thin to where I was like, well, I don't know what makes trades work. And I don't know what makes, I never did Macari, but I, know, I don't know what eBay and I don't. So I had to scale it back. I was like, I got posh breakdown. I know how to work the algorithm to the extent that you can know how to work the algorithm. Okay. Let me figure out eBay. eBay is to me the next biggest, probably the biggest place, but it was very intimidating and scary. Um, but most resellers are on eBay at some point. Um, so I was like, let me figure out eBay and put all my time and effort. And so for me, my recommendation, and everyone has a different thing, which is why I like talking with lots of different people. My recommendation is learn one platform really well and then branch out and learn another one. If you're trying to put everything on everywhere, you're not going to get the whole algorithm. Yeah, because each one, there's not one platform that is an easy platform that you just put stuff on and it sits. Otherwise, we would all be there. Right. <laughs> True. Yeah. We'd have to do all of them eBay is a really needy and clingy. They need you need your attention at every given moment. Um, but I agree. Like I first started on Mercari like four or five years ago when I was in college and selling a bunch of stuff. Um, and so I've been on that the longest. So I felt like I really knew Mercari. And then when I decided to do reselling, I hopped over and then learned eBay really well. Um, and I tried Poshmark at the beginning, but I just didn't get it. And I wasn't selling anything. And so I was like, screw Poshmark. And I, <laughs> and I just did eBay and Mercari for like a year. And then March of this year, I was like, well, all of these awesome YouTubers are talking about Poshmark. They make a lot of sales. Like, like the opposite. I was like, 30 days, like what Leslie is doing with Liz perfectly. I was like, 30 days, we'll see what it does. And then I made like, I don't know, five or $600 in sales my first month. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll work with Poshmark. And now Poshmark is my highest revenue platform. So, yeah. Oh, really? It's so funny because we're total opposites. I started on Poshmark and then I was like, okay, let me try eBay. And now eBay has like, I mean, it's like three times what Poshmark is. Like, it's, yeah, wild. So that's how eBay was for me because it brought me home. I had a six month plan and it brought me home in three months. But the reason that I decided not to was because it gave me headache. And I, it's like, I less, left the job because I was stressed. Yep. I don't mm -hmm. want to run my business in a stress mode, right? Yep. So I still gave them six additional months just to see what was happening. And I ended at the end of the year, but that's what I do every year. I, I think about my business. I see where I'm making the most money. And then December I cut off 
what is not working for me. And that's what I'm mm -hmm. going to do this year. But I agree with you. I, I was married to a man who was selling on eBay when I, when I started. That's why I started reselling because right. of my husband. So eBay wasn't scary to me. It just wasn't pretty to me. Poshmark was pretty to me. Right. Does that, that makes sense to you. So yeah. either way, I'm good. It was just like eBay, stop, you know, why are you want those fees? So I said, you know, list perfectly. I pay for that. Just let's do it. Let's see what happens. Give them a hundred listings and see what I can do with that. Yeah. eBay's more complex for sure. But they, if you can work the system, you can get the fees. When I first started eBay, my fees were like 26% because I was like, I'm doing all the things. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm all the And now that I've like learned and they, they're, an I mean, you guys know me, but like their analytics are like, Yes. glorious. Um, and <laughs> no, like, definitely. yeah. And so now I've gotten my, my fees are much cheaper on eBay than they are on Poshmark. Good. Poshmark, if you're watching this and you're new to reselling, Poshmark hands down is ridiculously easy. So if you're like, I don't know if I want to do this, this is scary. Like, Poshmark is the, the easiest. Way yeah. 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 On comparing platforms, not that that's where we were going, but that's where we went. And now I want to get into Red Up because this is another, it's not, a platform per se it's consignment online so you take your items you send them in and they take pictures they list them they ship it so, you know it's a consignment store essentially right. um and so uh, there's a lot of talk in <laughs> about like a lot of resellers are going to thread up um sending stuff in they like the shopping they don't like the listing that whatever it is um and making a lot of money there so i want to talk a little bit melissa and Leslie, Brittany, and you know, feel free to join in. But Melissa definitely um, uses ThreadUp to her advantage. So I want to talk a little bit with you about your business model with ThreadUp, like pre two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, because things have changed. So I do want to talk yeah. about what has changed. But you know, we haven't personally talked about it. But I do follow you, and you use it in your business. So let, I mean, let's talk a little bit about how you use that and what you decide to go where, um, and then we can maybe get into how that's going to change a little bit. Well, basically pre two weeks ago, I mean, I'm still sending stuff in. So because they haven't announced the little drama thing yet. So, um, but well, they did. I, and then they came back. Yeah. They, well, yeah. I don't think it was an announcement, but yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> they haven't officially announced it yet, but right. I basically send in like 80% of everything I got. So if it was women's, I don't pick up children. I don't have children. I don't have an interest in picking up children's. And so I pick up women's. And if I pick up men's, I list that obviously. And then mm -hmm. I send it to them if it doesn't have any, you know, holes, rips, tears, you know, any kind of stains on it. And it, it was working for the most part. And I wish I would have figured out expedited a long time ago. I didn't. Which I was doing it for because when the pandemic hit, I had several boxes out. And they were just sitting there. And so then I'm like, okay, I'm going to try expedited because expedited for Lux things were never that expedited to, for me. They would always sit for like another three, four weeks before they'd ever get, you know, listed. And then when I did expedited, it was like actually a week. And I was like, oh, so this is much faster. But yeah, so I, because I can't list that many things. I ha I'm the one person and I wanted to grow my business without actually hiring anybody. So I kind of hired them in a way <laughs> for my employees. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, so you went to the thrift store, your sourcing spots and you send 
everything there minus what you said. And then if it doesn't sell, like a lot of people, it doesn't sell, they reclaim it, they send it back. They right. Do you list anything reclaim when it comes back, back. Or, or do you just reclaim and send back and just keep going? Reclaim and send back and just keep going. Interesting. Over so we'll have, yeah. So, I mean, I'm interested in, and you don't have to share exact numbers, but unless you want to, I love that as well, but whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, I mean, how are, I put together a thread up video in the next couple of weeks. So look out for that comparing my what sold um, and the fees between them, mm -hmm. but I've only been doing it for like six weeks. I'm interested in how it compares for you. Are you making, like you don't have to do all the things, but they also take bigger fees. So mm -hmm. is it worth it for you to be sending in all of your stuff? Yes. Oh, well, I should I should uh, make a caveat. All of the stuff that retailed for a certain amount of money or higher. So I don't send anything that sold at Target or Old Navy or anywhere that was, you know, low end, that has a low end uh, retail price because then they will price it that way. And then you get, if they price it at 20 bucks, you get chunk change at like, you well, they price it 20 bucks you they price, you get like 15 it'd be, it would be like a dollar <laughs> so, so you're losing money <laughs> yeah so and if i go to the bins things cost me about a dollar so <laughs> do you okay do, sorry um do you pick up those lower end brands and sell them for yourself or you just don't pick them up at all it depends it depends on the style um i don't pick up a lot of stuff that's um universal thread though does pretty good so i do pick that up but um because people i myself included people right. love that brand yeah um but yeah i try to not pick up so much that i have to do so much although lately i've been trying to shift my business a little bit so i've been um listing way more than i used to and because um, I mean, I am still sending things up to ThreadUp, but ThreadUp isn't doing as well for me as it was pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic, I was making really good money, and then all of a sudden, it's been trickling down. And I'm still going to be sending stuff in because I'm still selling some things, but it's just not as good because, well, there's 30 million people unemployed, so that doesn't help us. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that it got oversaturated too? I feel like no. social media, like from resellers, I feel like social media, like it was like this explosion and maybe it's just the people that I follow and stuff, but I feel like it was this explosion and like everyone is like, I'm just sending everything to thread up and now, because it wasn't, it didn't used to take as long to process as it did, right? Um, well, part of that's a pandemic though. Part of that is because they have less employees. Um, warehouses have to adhere to certain standards. Yeah, right. They have to have a certain amount of room between them now that they didn't have to have before. So they can only have a certain amount of people on the floor at a time in any warehouse across the country or and really in the world, really. But so when you have to do that and you have to stagger your staff, you don't have as many staff anymore. So that's valid. I really don't. I think that has a big part of why it was backed up. Anyway, my, my warehouse is the Arizona warehouse because I live in Washington State. And so that was already backed up. But then when they didn't have as much staff, maybe people quit. I don't know. And because, I mean, honestly, if I was working in a warehouse, I'd probably quit at that point. <laughs> yeah. I've heard rumors. I, well, I've heard rumors that their employees are not the happiest of people. Well, rumors, yeah, people like, they're paying minimum wage. I'm I'm they should pay them way more than they do, I'm sure. But yeah. 
And I'm also wondering too, because with the pandemic, I mean, we're noticing this on Poshmark and eBay, non-resellers people are getting on too, right? You're getting saturated. People are losing their job. They need extra cash. I could sell my stuff too, right? right. Um, so that could also lead to the thread up. Um, if you guys have specific thread up questions, because there are people that are saying they came here just for the thread up chat. So <laughs> if you have specific <laughs> questions for Melissa, do feel free to ask. Um, but I'm, so you did mention a price point and I'm wondering what, like how you decide what that price pointed point is and what you send in for the people that are new to thread up. Pre two weeks ago, it was $71. Mm -hmm. $71 <laughs> or higher. Wow. They, that's how they would, if, if, if uh thread up price it $71 or higher. So the way I do that when I'm out in the wild, whatever I'm thrifting or at the bins, I find a brand I'm not sure about. I search for that brand on thread up on the, on the app to see if they have any of that. And if they do, what did they price it at? If they price it for $71 or higher as the original retail price that's crossed off in gray. Then I send that in because I will make way more. I'll, I'll make my money back plus a profit. And I had to do no work, but shop for it. Right. Which is my dream. But yeah. <laughs> work for it, right? <laughs> I know. I, sorry. Um, doesn't ThreadUp have like a, a a calculator, like where they do their own, um, they search their own website and like, if you like type in a brand and a category or something, it'll tell you a rough price. They right? have that. It's garbage. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's going to tell you. Okay. So I think the vast majority of people that send in bags do not actually adjust their prices or okay. a good amount of people don't actually adjust their prices they send it and they set it and forget it and probably don't even reclaim any of it so they just get money in a lot a lot of people casually do it that way but if you don't want to do it casually and don't want to lose your money then you up your prices right. i used to max them out i'm actually playing with not actually maxing out my prices anymore and kind of just I haven't really settled on what I'm doing. I just, I did it with the very last bag that processed last week. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try something new, not max my prices and see if things sell faster or whatnot, because that's going to lead us into some drama. <laughs> that's coming. Yes. Right. And this was a perfect, thank you so much for moderating my ch channel, Brittany, because this is like perfect segue into yeah. the next thing because they are changing things. Um, so you mentioned people maxing prices out, right? So just for people who aren't, familiar with ThreadUp. ThreadUp is a consignment store. They price it. They have an algorithm in the back that looks at whatever it looks at and prices things for you. Um, and it's not always the right MSRP, right? But then it you can max it. Currently, you can set it to 80% of the MSRP. Right. Um, and so that's kind of why you're saying, right, like you $71 puts you at that $50 payout, right? Is that? Yeah, and then you get like yeah. $15. Yeah. Yeah. So once, so the higher your stuff sells for, the more percent you get. So $200 and up, it's like 80%. 80%. Um, and this, yeah, this is all on their website, right? Mm -hmm. But in the past couple of weeks, ThreadUp randomly changed all of that. And then people freaked out and they changed it back. Right. <laughs> but they are saying, and Melissa, you can probably speak to this a little bit more, but there are possibly changes coming that, I mean, what are you thinking of doing? Like, what are your thoughts behind the changes that are coming? And what are you... They haven't made any changes, but are you kind of like feeling it out? Like, what are you, where are you at with it? Well, I mean, you really can't say what you're going to do until they actually roll them out. So I don't know if they're going to adjust anything. I don't know if they're going to adjust what we make from it. And 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 I want to make this point. Their algorithm is 100% based for them. 
Oh, yeah, sure. That's every business. It's a hundred percent. It's, it's just, it's, it's their, what they, they want to make out of an item that they will make the most money for themselves because we, we don't really matter in that equation for them, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, yeah, they're going to change their pricing. Um, I don't know if it's going to be what they fake rolled out or or made a mistake on because a yeah. if they were going to roll that they shouldn't have done it to bags that had already been processed and that's what mm -hmm. happened they did it to bags that had already been processed and, and so they should if they did they should have at least told you mm -hmm. right yeah. right yeah. well of course their terms of service that do say that they can change anything at any time which is every company's terms exactly. of service. Right. so right. don't think that you have any kind of recourse there if people were yeah. trying to put it out on instagram i'm like no 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 people <laughs> Yeah, but calling courtesy, like you would, I mean, just a respectful yeah. business practice would be to let people know ahead of time and not right. surprise it on them. That is just not their way. <laughs> well, they did come back. They did come back. They but did come they back and back. retract it, yeah. But they did say, like, pretty much this is our business. We'll let you know ahead of time, maybe, right? Essentially is what yeah. it boiled down to. Um, we do have a reason. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, go ahead. We had a question. No, I think that's the only reason why they did backtrack just because they didn't do that. But it's going to change. We're renters on yeah. all the spaces. If you yeah. want to run your own business, have a website. So you can't complain. Yeah. I have two oh, websites. Yeah. I control them. I pay $29 a month, but I have my own domain and all that. And I work it. Um, I do want to say in terms of ThreadUp, it's coincidental. The reason that I started selling on ThreadUp is because Melissa came on to my YouTube and we chatted about it. I am not an intentional thread up seller. Um, I had just streamlined my Poshmark closet and I took out 900 items. I'm down to like three something now, I had 1200 mm -hmm. items. Mm -hmm. And so I had bags literally kind of piled up. I like to give my stuff to organizations though. I'm not like, I try not to give it back to Goodwill, yep. put it in people's hands. So mm -hmm. one of the misconceptions that a lot of people don't understand is yes, they will take all brands. So Melissa indicated that if you go in and type the brands and see what they take. So what I did was I brought all my bags up to my office and kind of went through everything. Mm -hmm. Things that I knew they possibly wouldn't take, I sent to other places and then I sent them in turn 15 boxes. Okay. And I don't know if I heard this or whatever, but I made sure I printed out still have, I still have three labels. And so what I do now is if I don't want it or something, I just box it. I will go and increase some of my items, but I don't reclaim because the key was I was already sending it to another place. So I don't care if it goes into rescue boxes or whatever. I don't want it back because I'm not I'm not sourcing intentionally for thread up. Right. That stuff was going already. So my plan will never be to source for thread up, but it is a great place. Like I have a lot of like I am an affiliate for Joe Mar, so I get a lot of like you know universal thread and all that good stuff. And when and once the winter's over, and if that stuff doesn't sell, it's all new with tags. It's a great play, way to send okay. it to thread up, yeah. and then off to a good home it goes. Smart. Yeah. What? So if you don't reclaim it, because I haven't been on long enough to reclaim anything. If you don't reclaim it, where does it go? It goes they into just, boxes. They own it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they own it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. so then they're making money off of it, and not. But I was I was donating it. That's the whole intent. No, no, no. Yeah. So for me, that was my intention anyway. So it was going right. to go to, so I rather, like I have money sitting that I'm about to cash out. So I've sold like, actually just the last box, they still have six boxes that they haven't gone through a hundred percent of my items. Yeah. You can see the whole process. You can change the money. And it's, I've been making money on things that I wasn't going to make money on. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's my goal. Anything that I send to them, I'm not interested in getting it back just because, oh, yeah. 
That's kind of not taking stuff and, you know, and I'm trying to move some things out. Somebody will get in their rescue box. You know, I still buy rescue boxes. It might come back to me. Liz is saying I've sent stuff in. I've gotten for free that are mall brands and they're a good way to eat up the expedited fees because they sell fast or they get pulled for goodie boxes. So if you don't know thread up, you can pay. It's like $16, I think. right? And it will process in a week, um, which if you're doing thread up, I would recommend because it can take like, what are they, like nine months or something? To wait. <laughs> Fifteen weeks. Well, they say eight weeks somewhere and 15 weeks other places. And it's like, they're a mess. Yeah. That is the other thing. Like, yeah, I'll talk to someone like, well, they told me this and they told, and I'm like, this is what? Yeah. They have their business. They're talking about going public. They have to have a business plan and what they're doing. Lord knows what that is. <laughs> I mean, it's, they are a hot mess. I mean, I love thread up. Don't get me wrong. I use them a lot, but they are a hot mess with like, I, I mean, recently they've been really bad about changing things that they've made mistakes on. So oh, really? That used to be one I else. think they're very overwhelmed though. I really think yeah, they're overwhelmed. Probably. Business is so you're like, you know, because I've like, again, they're totally separate businesses, but I'm a Jomar affiliate. It's local to me. So I've been to their warehouse and I can mm. see how they're doing their stuff and I can see how things can get met, you know. So imagine we're one person. What happens when we lose one item? You know, what happens when something happens in our individual business? So if you think like that, people freak out, you know, and again, I'm just not that type of person. So yeah. I like to be careful about those kind of things. I like to yeah. have people think about like, Relax, relax. One, again, we've already settled that it's not your business. So it's, some things are going to come and you have to prepare for that. When you send your stuff off and say goodbye to it, you have to have that mental thing going. Something could happen. Mm -hmm. And all I can do is contact customer service, do the best I can. They're stressing too. They're, they're afraid they're going to lose their business. People aren't getting paid enough. It's a whole process. So right. it's, it's going to be like that for a while. Right. The people yeah. who are putting their stuff in are stressing and, and afraid because they want to make some money. So imagine thread up is like we weren't prepared for this. This is not the type of business we initially started off as. I think you it know. probably increased significantly quicker than they anticipated because of the pandemic. A lot of um, e-commerce places are that way. On that note, though, if anyone I haven't had. I haven't reclaimed anything, so I can't speak to this, but I reclaimed some items and they came back damaged. Has anyone had this experience? Do you have any recommendations for it? Contact customer service. Take pictures of it. Don't don't throw away your item. Keep your item. Take pictures of it. Get a screenshot of the picture that they took of it that mm -hmm. shows it not damaged and send both of that in an email saying, hey, this is damaged and they will pay you what at least that's what they have done for me in the past. I don't know if they've changed that yep. anytime soon because I haven't had anything damaged in a while, but they will pay you for what it was for sale when you reclaimed it. So I had a faith connection dress that was for sale for $150 and they ruined the shoulders on it. It had leather shoulders. They ruined it. And oh. then I reclaimed it. And um, well, I sent all the pictures of them and they paid me a hundred bucks. Nice. They messed it up and it was a 450 when I reclaimed it. So also, your prices when you reclaim. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. I haven't tried thread up because I think I'm a kind of a control freak. I don't, like what, what, what Leslie was saying. Like I'm, I like to say that I'm an optimistic realist. I understand businesses and customer service, and things happen. And I understand things happen, but I don't want them to happen to me. So I'm just going to deal with it myself. <laughs> so I haven't. I mean, I like the idea of thread up. 
Um, I've, I've consigned locally with like local consignment stores and I really do enjoy that. Um, but yeah, there's just too many factors that I personally don't like, I'm, I'm not super excited about. So I have not made the, the lunge over the thread up or the real reel or anything. I just kind of believe in myself and I'm like, I'm just going to try and sell it and I'll wait for the, the right buyer to come around. So I was curious about how long each of you like hold on to items for like is that a reason why you like to send stuff to thread up like after a certain time period you're like hey i don't want to see this anymore and like you send it off um well i don't typically do it that way no so i kind of hold on to what i have uh listed and i mean i have like i did send a bunch of stuff and then reclaim it and then relist it again yeah um, I I played around with doing that like oh I'm gonna reclaim it and list it myself and then send different stuff next time and then the pandemic hit and I didn't really quite get there mm -hmm. but yeah I mean it's I, you'd probably use it you'd probably be a good person to use it as the way Leslie does it is yeah you know, stuff that you don't necessarily want back and you don't really care about and if something does happen to it you're okay with that mm -hmm. I have so I use it I've been using it for six weeks. So like, this is the greatest. He's funny. Also, um, I know I'm a pro in everything, right? No, but this is why I like having these because I'm not a pro in everything. I will like talk data in and out, but like, I don't know everything about everything. Um, and you guys do, so t teach us. But I'm using it to send things in, but also keep in mind, I haven't even been re reselling for two years. So I don't have things that I've had for a long, like at most I've had something for 18 months. And that's where I'm starting to like, I can't grow because I have nowhere else to put stuff. So unless I get a storage unit or I take over more of the house. And so I'm like, well, if I've had it for 18 months, let me try. However, because I'm a content creator, I wanted to see how pieces do on all the platforms. So I did send some stuff for my palette, new with tags, free people stuff to thread up that I also put the exact same item on eBay and I also put the exact same item on Poshmark. Um, so if you want to see how that did, um, I went sold video, I go over it a little bit, but I am filming a thread up complete analysis of how the different platforms compare for various different reasons. So I'm excited for that video. Yeah, yeah. that's so, going to be good. Subscribe and hit notifications. It was like perfectly way into it. Um, but this is I, this is a really valid point. And Leslie brought something up. Let me make sure there wasn't any questions. Sorry, I thought there was. Um, I think they may not change to the exact thing or else they would have done the announcement giving the 30-day notice the next day. I kind of feel the same. Um, can, I say, can I say something real quick? Spussy says Margaret, who was Dresden Avenue. Follow her, please. She just started a beautiful YouTube channel. I was her inspiration. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but what I will say is I love Margaret's business model where she is intentionally um, sourcing for thread up she does do buy trade sell stores like plato's closet like that and she um records her journey through youtube she got a 300 box from thread up and did that and she's probably sending some stuff back but for people who are going through this and who are homeschooling and different things that they're doing right now caring for parents losing their job it is perfect for you it is perfect for you. So that's why everybody's business model is the same. And also you never know until you try it. So I definitely say, give it a try. Yeah. It may be something that you enjoy. And while you're outsourcing, you'll remember some of the things that Melissa said, where you just go to their site and see one, what they take, and then also what the upcharge, you know, and everything is. So it yeah. doesn't hurt. 
yeah. just and be prepared to like kind of hands off the wheel a little bit. <laughs> and I think I'm going to touch on that. I mean, everyone has a different aspect and a different um, business model. It makes me very nervous to put all of your business into something that's not yours. Yes. Um, and we're going to lead into this. Leslie. I do want to touch on that. But before I'm scrolling all the way back to the chat because I missed this and I don't want to miss this. Daniela said Brittany's coming to the East Coast to visit and thrift with me. And then Tori also said she wants to join. Um, I'm right to Look, um, I've already been there. Like I went, but I didn't get a chance to source with um, Lori and Daniela and everyone. I'm like, it's 45 minutes away on the plane. Um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, my in-laws live there. So we were going to, I was hoping to go out this summer and meet up with some New England people. Um, Lori Todd is not here too, but I would love to meet up with her too. Um, coming down for the summer. Quimby said she's coming down for the summer. I'm like, um, please call me because I will come down. <laughs> yes, I'm hoping next summer we can travel um also to see yeah. my husband's family because we haven't seen them in a year wow. um but then also to see you guys too <laughs> okay so on that note i think it's risky to um put your whole business into someone else's hands right and that's what we're doing on poshmark and ebay as well they can control i have 169 items on ebay that i have to do the item descriptions on because they decided to change it right um so yeah. less than more on shopify Yes. Um, and it is your own business, but then I don't, did you guys say you do Shopify? No, but yes. you guys are, you are branching out as well. You do multiple platforms, you're branching into YouTube, multiple streams of revenue, because it is going to minimize your risk. If something happens on eBay, you have 17 other different things. Right. If you can find a way to manage them, right? We talked about that at the beginning as well. Um, but Leslie, I want to talk, cause you're going in all kinds of different directions. I want to talk to you a little bit everyone else as well, obviously. Um, but tell us a little bit about your Shopify store, how you kind of got that started and where your mind's at right now with all the different things. Cause you did a video, I haven't watched it yet, but the thumbnail was, I hate reselling, I'm done with reselling. <laughs> it was, it was what I bet, see, that's how you get people that thumbnails. How you get people. Yeah, uh-huh, I took note. I changed my thumbnails for the second time, I, I kind of made them cleaner. But the, the whole concept of that particular video is I don't like reselling, um, but reselling, there's always something that's going to bring you revenue. We go to school to be a doctor or something and we know, and we don't want to do that anymore. Or we, you know, we go to college for that thing. We don't want to do that anymore. So that was my truth on reselling. Yeah. I started because it, it helped, um, was a gap to keep my husband and I doing something every single day that we love to do. He's retired mm -hmm. and I was working. So instead of us crossing, we had that one thing. And then it was also the tool that was allowed me to come home from work because I started seeing consistent income. So I love with my YouTube and podcast and Instagram to reveal my truth to people so that they can see that I'm real and things happen to me. And I'm not afraid to say if I don't like something mm -hmm. now resell. So then there's a follow up to that. So I break it down and I just say all the things I don't like about reselling. I don't like sourcing. I don't like shopping. People do it because they like, I can't stand it. I never have. Give me a t-shirt, jeans, yeah. Converse or some Vans. I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. That sourcing in the store, um, man, when he was, this is where we have to, I'm like, seriously, dude, this is how we have to find our stuff. So I don't like sourcing. I don't like really a lot of the things that go along with reselling, but I do them because I don't have to work for anyone else. 
Mm -hmm. so that is why. So I talk about, I lay it out there, like out there. And I even break it down. Everyone has something. You know, you went to school to be a mathematician. You happen to be doing a dashboard. But what if you hadn't come up with a dashboard? You know what I'm saying? And Melissa, she's no longer doing the medical billing. We start off at these jobs. They stress us or whatever. So that's how reselling is. It was like, it gets kind of crazy. But then I have a follow up of what, how reselling has changed my life through the reselling and through, it has created a platform to me to just be uniquely me, empowering people, talking about multiple streams of income, showing people how they can diversify themselves and get in front of the camera and be confident, meeting people at all these events, Posh and Sips and Posh Fest and Posh Live. And that's what reselling has brought to me. So even though it's something that I don't like, that is the positive that I take from it. So in terms of my Shopify store, I have two actually. One, my main is a reseller's passion. And on a reseller's passion, it's more digital products than anyone, anything mm -hmm. else. That's where I started in February 2020. I wrote an ebook, The Reseller Survival Guide. Buy that, y'all. And um, it's so, great. It so I put it on my, it's on my um, website and with other digital products. And you can sell anything digitally. People think it's like this huge thing they you step out of the box i have been selling digital products i was a crochet designer on etsy for years in addition to my crochet designs i created patterns i don't sell any digital on, on etsy now but on my website i i'm a i'm a baker i've done everything but i've baked for many years in philly um where i'm mm -hmm. from that was the last job i had before i met thomas and i write recipes and things i have family recipes i sell digital recipes people will pay for mm -hmm. my recipe my coveted family, 100-year-old 7-Up cake, you know, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. if you think outside of the box, so that's what I sell on the Reseller's Passion. Plus, it has all the links to everything that I do. You can click it and get to the podcast. You can get to the YouTube channel, um, some other things. But then I also have another store called Graphic Necessity that I just started. It's an extension of my Etsy store. So my Etsy store is handmade tie-dye and bleach shirts, but Graphic Necessity is all of the graphic shirts that are like band tees and movies and things. So they're tie-dye and they're bleach, but they're graphic. So Graphic Necessity. And I own that. So and and then I just I have another website which is brand new. It's not on Shopify, it's on a platform called Podia, which is a a platform where you can create courses and webinars is a reseller's passion masterclass. So I actually streamlined, rewrote my whole ebook and just released it again. And I have a, a Pinterest one-on-one ebook and I'm writing, I'm in the process of writing some webinars, some courses. I have some women empowerment stuff that I'm doing. So I need to take a nap after just I listening to you. <laughs> I, I raised five children, right? And then, well, this is like easy. You're like, this is a breeze. Like, this is an easy yeah, Not to take over, but the reason that I, and I talked about this before when I was on here with Sarah, the reason that I do it is because like I used to be at a place that Sarah was. I had the little ones and, and, and like, it was like, I went to sleep and I woke up and my youngest daughter was 18 and she's a college freshman. So what do you do when your children are, are leaving? You have to start owning yourself and figuring out who you are because that was so much of your life. So I do that and I keep myself busy. And the cool thing is yeah. not only am I busy, I'm productive and I'm making money and I'm and I'm building bridges as well so that I'm not sad. My son is in the military. I haven't seen him in a year and a half. You know, so that is why I keep pushing and doing the things that I'm doing through those days where I'm like, you know what? I'm having a bad day. But you know what? You got a business. Let's push through it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Megan saying, Leslie, how many hours are in your day? Because I only have 24. <laughs> so, this, and it may seem like a lot, but this is the thing. I actually like pace myself. And that's the beauty of being home. I work in such a space that I work in corporate. I did all kinds of stuff. I didn't do medical claims, but for 12 years, I paid dental and life and death and dismemberment, um, Michelle. So I did that for 12 years for a major insurance company. But I want to be in such a place of peace that I do I do whatever I want to do. So if something's bringing me stress, like if Poshmark is getting on my nerves, then I can move over to something else. Or I can just spend like a whole week like I did the last two weeks because I wanted to get monetized on YouTube. I just really started digging into YouTube, you know, so I don't sit onto one thing. And that's the cool thing about being home. I dress like I want to dress. This is my office. It's, it's like a lounge in here, my TV, my comfortable chair. So I think if you have yourself in a space where you're just chill, I get up at nine o'clock in the morning. I don't have to get up at six anymore. There are no babies, no school buses or anything anymore. So I work at my pace. I take two days off a week and I'll sit in my chair and just share or cross lift. I don't have to, you know, because I only now I only take pictures twice a week, you know, and take enough where I can put them in my drafts and I'll sit in my chair and work what I want. So, I feel like, yeah. and we're probably all in the same realm. Leslie just like does what it, um, someone said you're Beyonce. Leslie is Beyonce. We all have the same hours. <laughs> you just do the most. But I feel like all, entre all entrepreneurs mm -hmm. have so many ideas. Like you can't be an entrepreneur if you just like do one thing, and right? And that's, well, you could, but most successful entrepreneurs have all these ideas and all of these things. And I mean, I think we're a great example, you know, YouTube and thread up and, but you have to stay ahead of the game as well to figure out, you know, to be able to stay in the game. Um, my husband always tells me like, what's your next idea? Like kind of joking with me. And I'm like, but I couldn't be an entrepreneur and have my own business if I didn't have a next idea, because my idea from six months ago is already like gone. Like fed up almost like I started six weeks ago and they've already changed it. Like I need to be ahead of the game. Right to stay in this right um on that note we are wrapping up but i do because everyone's on youtube and that's kind of where i'm at and me and Brittany. so i was on Brittany. if you're just tuned Sorry. in i was on Brittany's channel yesterday so head on mm -hmm. over there if you want to listen to us talk for another hour <laughs> or maybe tomorrow yeah. um but head on over there but i was on her channel and we were talking a lot about youtube and you guys are all on youtube and i feel like a lot of resellers are having to now to have this full-time income, do things outside of just reselling, whether it's courses or Shopify, your own business or YouTube or, um, so I kind of want, I, Brittany, I'm going to come down to you because I feel like we've <laughs> not given fair time, maybe. No, um, Okay, you've been quiet for a minute. Um, but and we talked a lot about YouTube. So like, and I know YouTube is a big passion of yours. So what kind of brought you to YouTube? And from a business perspective, or maybe not. Some people just do YouTube because it brings them joy because um, okay. you don't make that much money at it until you get like really big. <laughs> um, so talk to us a little bit about your YouTube journey and how it's being fit into your um, business. Yeah, sure. So I've been a YouTube consumer since like middle school. Like I have, and once I found YouTube, I wanted, I was just so... Uh, fascinated with it. I was like, how that is like the ultimate flexible job. I want to do it. I, if I had a video project in school, I selected it because I wanted to just try out video editing and try out. Um, it's like having a story more or less. So I was always fascinated with it, but 
Um, I suppressed that because I was kind of always told like the arts or stuff like that just doesn't pay the bills. So I just never pursued it. Um, I've always been good at math and science. So I decided to pursue engineering. So I have my undergrad and my grad in mechanical engineering. I decided to do my grad in it. So I have the ability to teach undergrad courses online. I just graduated in May with that. And I am still looking for um for a job online for that but i'm just kind of taking my time waiting for the perfect one just because i have found reselling now while i was in my grad classes um and then COVID hit i decided to try youtube because it has always been eating away at me for years and years and years and i never thought i was good enough but i am good enough and everybody is good enough and everybody has something good to say like and that is Amen. what makes it so wonderful is like we can bounce ideas off of each other and have that kind of communication and connection. And since I'm not on social media, I was like, what if I brought that thing that people love about like typical social media, I should say Instagram, Twitter, whatever, um, and brought that over to YouTube and like built a different community here where we're always constantly um, feeding off of each other and, and learning from each other and let us grow together because how is anybody ever going to grow if it's all a secret like i am right. I, I don't believe in money should be taboo i'm very transparent with it so okay. if you're interested in like my reselling numbers i put it all out there um and then i actually just was able to apply for monetization today. So whenever I do start making money on YouTube, I want to be transparent with that as well, because I think having flexible options for people in their life is um, just the path that everybody is going on. And anybody can do it. Like it just takes time. Um, but yeah, YouTube has been a passion project. I kind of knew when I started that it would be a time investment because when you first start, like you are a little pebble at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> and I didn't have social media. I didn't, I didn't have time. Like I, I couldn't promote myself or market myself. So I just kind of found other small YouTubers that were in my same niche. And I um, connected with people and I would watch their videos and leave genuine comments because I do watch them. I do enjoy them. I leave constructive criticism for a lot of people because I think most people really enjoy that because they know that you're not just, I mean, it's nice when people like are like, okay, you're doing great or you look pretty or something like that. Like, yeah, it's nice. But I'm like, I, I appreciate like genuineness like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I just kind of worked at that, but I knew it'd be a time investment, but during that process, because I knew it would take time, I wasn't really stressing it. I was just trying to enjoy the creative process because I have suppressed that for so many years, like calculus and physics has been my brain for so many years. So I was like, oh, I get to do something creative and fun. And I would try to learn one new editing thing every single week and then I would do it and I'd be like, oh, that's funny. And I just got a kick out of what I was doing. Some people probably wouldn't think it's funny, but I thought it was funny and it was fun and I was doing it for myself really. And then if somebody else was find me and like to find value out of it because I wanted to give back to the community. And like I said earlier, I think everybody has a valid voice. Um, I think everybody has something to give back and something good to say, regardless of the niche that they're in. They don't even have to be reselling. They could be in fitness. They could be in um, um, other sorts of businesses. I, I'm drawing a blank here or, or family vlogging. Reselling, that's all there is. Reselling, that's reselling, is. reselling. reselling. <laughs> but I think you touched on something too. And I think Leslie, I can't, I don't even know what day it is to be honest, but um, what year? But Leslie, I know. Well, I know that one. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm not going to Melissa. <laughs> Leslie, you were on a live on Instagram sometime in the recent days um, talking about engagement as well. And you touched on it, Brittany. And I think that's probably because you have been monetized in six months. That is 
big, especially with not five months. Okay. <laughs> five <laughs> months. No, but that's Almost. big. Mm-hmm. Especially without having other um, streams yeah. of social media to promote it, but because you're being, you're engaging, you're going on other people. That's what social media is about. And I am growing at the very slow pace because I don't have time to like watch other, like I do to a certain extent. But being on, if you want to grow your social, let me get to the point here with my rambling. If you want to grow your social engagement, you don't have to be a reseller, but that's what it takes. You have to, I mean, you have to build the content too, but you have to engage the algorithm on YouTube, on Instagram, um, even Poshmark, cause it's a social app. They want the engagement and you have to put that time back and actually genuinely engage. Um, you grow slow, but then you like all of these lovely people. I would say I know 90% of them and would consider them friends because I've been chatting with them. Um, so you do grow as well. Glow Girl Glow, Nikki's asking, what advice can you, I think I have an idea of what people will say, but what advice can you each give someone who is interested in starting a YouTube channel? Ooh. I'm not going to answer Nikki because she's in my community. So I'm going to let you know. Yeah. Um, she talks to me every day. So You've like, already told her a thing or two, Leslie, I'm sure. <laughs> I, just, I mean, this is such a cliche, but I believe um, the secrets of happiness and whatever you want out of life are hidden in cliches, but just start, just do it. Like just start, you're gonna mess up. Trust yeah. me, my first video is extremely cringeworthy. I think that's hysterical. I, um, I do happen to have a large Instagram following, but that was all organic. Um, it's even been two years to get to 20,000 on Instagram. Ooh, I took a year off of, I told this story because I want people to understand, like I did three months on YouTube, January to March in 2019. And I walked away and stayed over on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I just came back at the same time Brittany did at 130 subscribers. And now I'm at 1,200 and I just got monetized yesterday. Ooh. So it's like amazing that people don't think about reselling is that platform, but I don't really look at it from that way. Brittany reminds me a lot of our good friend, Lori Tata, who is more social on YouTube because she just hit 10,000 subscribers. I know, I know. She's amazing. She talks about she's becoming more on Instagram though. I've yeah, noticed her more on Instagram. And that's what she's got yeah. Daniela as a partner over there too. So they they bounce off each other because it was a time that Daniela didn't want to be on YouTube. Daniela didn't want to do a podcast. And now they both are doing a podcast. So it's all about community just kind of lifting you up and telling you mm-hmm. do your own thing. Yeah. Be organic, show up every day and engage. That's what it really what it's all about. Yeah. And that's unapologetically you. Yes. Yep. Right. And people will absolutely, there's something, everybody wants to watch something different. So you being you may not, you know, this person over here may not have interest in it, but I promise you there will be someone like it blows my mind that 2000 people want to listen to me talk about numbers. (laughs) I love it. Um, but there's people out there and Nikki puts, she has amazing content on Instagram. Like she definitely has stuff to say. Um, I am going to say to Nikki and anyone else who's thinking about starting a YouTube channel or is kind of in the starting Brittany, if you had Instagram, you could join, but I do have a, I do have, I just like to give her a I'll take the comments. (laughs) Subscribe. (laughs) Um, no, I have a little, uh, Instagram chat going with some YouTubers because I do find that you need the motivation or like, Hey, I did this today. It's kind of an accountability. We're checking in weekly. Like, here's what we're going to do. If you don't get it done, 
it's whatever. Like, you know, it's not. It's a penalty. But, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to give like tips, like here, here's what I'm working on right. this week and other people as well um, to kind of give motivation. Cause it is kind of scary to get started. So Nick, if you want to join that or anyone else, um, I do want to keep it intimate, so I'm not going to say anyone else. <laughs> send me a DM. I know. Send me a DM, and if it's not full, then yes, of course, you're welcome. But I don't want it to be like hundreds of people because then you don't get yeah. that connection. Um, that's it. Let me check in with the chat. If anyone else has anything else to add, we are a few minutes over. Um, I am the one that should be thanking you. Thank you for this venue and opportunity to watch and learn. Oh, thank you so much. Um, oh, I did want to go back because you touched on this too, Brittany. Um, and everyone has different stuff on their channel. But if you guys don't follow Tori, she's very transparent. Brittany yeah. is as well. Um, and she actually encouraged, I don't know if, it, yeah, she encouraged me and she actually empowered me to share my numbers. Um, I never wanted to because I don't want to make people feel bad, right? Like you don't have to sell $10,000 to be a reseller or 200 I like, uh, but I think it's important to look at your numbers. And the only way that I was going to be able to do that is by sharing my numbers. Um, I don't care if other people don't, but she really um, encouraged me and I was really admired how transparent she is because I think as new resellers and even, you know, other resellers, we're like, well, how do you do this? And how, like you say these things, but are you, how do you make them? Like what's the behind the scenes, right? And that's different for everybody. Um, but if you are, wanting to see how much resellers make or youtubers um definitely follow girly girl style she's very transparent with her and her husband's business um and then Brittany as well um and can i just say like success is defined um in whichever way you want it to be defined like i think maybe for me and my thing like i'm able to save everything i make because my husband is active in the military and that is our income we know how to live off of it we know how to save off of it so everything i make just is cushion for us to set us up for retirement so for me like anything is successful for me like and i just keep having goals and goals and goals but i don't try to let it weigh me down. Whereas some other person might need to make what I make just to make um, ends meet for the month. You know what I mean? So like what success is just going to be very um, subjective. Right. Yeah. Yes. Very valid point. Um, all right. On that note, I'm going to sign off unless you guys have anything to add. This is, I'm big on shameless self-promotion. So if you guys, I mean, definitely follow everyone here and then everyone in the chat. Like that's a given. Go do that. But if you guys are having a sale or there's anything else that you want to add, a course coming out, let's know you have some stuff going on. Um, Brittany's YouTube channel. I was on her channel yesterday. Go watch that one. Yes, yes, yes. So I am. Um, thank you, Leslie. I wrote it down. I wasn't going to forget because I did write that down. I am going to be on Leslie's channel on Thursday. Um, and on that note, I, you asked me to be on someday in October and I was fighting like something last week. Thank God it wasn't COVID, but it, I told you I couldn't because it was my daughter's birthday. It was not her birthday. That's not her birthday. <laughs> it's okay. Because, yes, I asked her to come on because that was my last spot left for the month. So because this week, I mean, we're, we're keeping you in that slot, but I'm okay. going live with Blake, my daughter, and you three days in a row. My daughter, oh. Stacey's coming on. Um, oh, but, yes, right. no. I, oh, that's so bad. That is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I am terrible. It looks like I'm really organized and have my shit together. You guys, I don't. My husband knows. I, um, my. No one has their stuff together. No I one. Know. My third yeah. child. 
I sent in the birth certificate, like two days after he was born, like I birthed him. I sent in the birth certificate and they called me and they're like, the hospital has a different date than you do. Who's right? And I was like, oh yeah, the hospital is right. Oh my gosh. Sarah, that is Nick on here. Where were you at? Sorry. to hit the subscribe. What, what, what can you add to that, Nick? Oh my God. Oh, he can tell you stories for a day. He knows That's that I am not nearly as like put together as <laughs> you guys see. Um, I have to overcompensate because I'm a mess. Like, anyway, so that <laughs> is, is I relate to that. <laughs> So, um, Dragon Value Home, um, Brittany, please tell your husband thank you for his service. Yes, I have a son in the army, and the service people are phenomenal. Yes. Thank you. I will. Oh, wait. I'm accidentally doing that. Um, all right. So, we're going to tap out. Like, I think we're done. Yes, happy hour. Yes. When I come, um, to Colorado. happy hour. <laughs> I know. My husband will join all the postures. Um, all right. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank this is wonderful. If you guys don't watch the, want to watch the YouTube, you can listen to this on the podcast. Um, it does usually take me about a week to upload. So you can listen on the podcast over there as well. Make sure to subscribe if you like content like this. This is most of my other videos are more data analytics. This is just reseller chat. But um, if you do like my content, subscribe and hit that notification so you get notified when new content comes out. Make sure to hit the like on the way out. Saving those on YouTube or starting on YouTube or Instagram, saving and sharing is actually better for the algorithm. So if you yeah. do like this content, um, share it and save it as well to help give me some boost. Um, and I hope everyone has a wonderful night and great sales this week. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.